0: Welcome to the Business of You podcast, the show dedicated to helping service entrepreneurs build a better brand to grow a bigger business. I'm your host, Michelle Griffin, and I'm here each week empowering you to put yourself out there, sharing actionable tips and inspiring stories so you can create your personal brand, grow your dream business, and build your future, all while making more income and more impact doing exactly what you love. I'm super excited you're here. Now let's get going with today's show. Welcome again to The Business of You, where it's all about helping you build your professional, personal brand. Today we're talking about extremely important content, topic of content. I want to welcome our special guest, Mark Savant. Welcome Mark to the show, how are you today?
1: Michelle, I'm so thrilled to be here, honored to be here. And honestly, you've done such a phenomenal job leading up to this point where we're actually having a conversation. So impressed from the digital assets to creating an event, to updating your logo, everything is really well done. Very professional. Thanks for, for having me. Wow.
0: That means so much coming from you because one of the things I'm going to let him introduce himself, tell him a little bit more, but one of the things Mark is known for is his amazing podcast with shout out has amazing people like Pat Flynn, you can just tell us some of the people who've been on your show. Speaks volumes about Mark. Mark, tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got started.
1: Yeah. My name is Mark Savon. I run a digital media agency. And I, like you said, I help people create better content in less time. So you can focus on what you really love, what you're really passionate about. I recognized a few years ago that the world is changing, technology is changing, and communication is just evolving very rapidly. And I wanted to ride the wave, not get swept under it. I quest, if you would, to find my superpower, my strength. Mm -hmm. And I just fell in love with podcasting. I fell in love with video. Uh, YouTube, shout out to YouTube, great platform. And I fell in love. So I launched a show called The Awesome Dad Show. I started a brand around that. I developed a community and I still run a community over on Facebook called The Awesome Dad Group. And we've got about 1700 dads in there doing dad life together, right? Trying to raise awesome kids. What was interesting for me, Michelle, when I started my podcast, I said, I'm gonna do this for 52 weeks. Mm -hmm. Even if I don't get one download, I'm gonna do this for 52 weeks regardless. And Uh what happened as I got to the end and I got to 52 weeks, I did my assessment, I sat down, I said, where are we at? And what was interesting to me is nobody was actually paying me or giving me financial compensation regarding fatherhood, how to teach Mm -hmm. them to be a father. I've made some money here and there through sponsors and stuff like that, but it was not a sustainable model. But -hmm. what people were paying me for was advice and consultation and assistance in creating that brand online, creating that digital reputation, creating content online. And so about a year ago, I pivoted to what I'm doing now, which is the Digital Media Agency and the podcast, The After Hours.
0: Yeah, that's a really, really good show you guys need to check out. Before we get into content, tell us some of the really influencer type people who've been on it. It's a very impressive list.
1: Oh, well, thank you. And it it took a long time to get there, but I've had, like you said, Pat Flynn, Jasmine Starr, Evan Carmichael, David Meltzer, Benji Travis from YouTube, Justin mm-hmm. Brown from YouTube. Just so many phenomenal creators. Rachel Peterson, Stacey Tuschel. I mean, the list mm-hmm. just goes on and on and on. It's been really blessing. And frankly, for me, it's been a fantastic way to learn. Yeah, right. I I think that when you create a show and you create these opportunities to connect with people, be curious, Mm -hmm. right? I go in curious, like, how can I leverage the tools that they've used and the tactics that they've used to grow their brand and company? How can I use those tools to grow what I'm doing and, and help my clients? And so I think that that healthy curiosity has just been massive. In me just improving as a human being and as an online specialist
0: exactly and that's the first way i think i found you was your podcast and then he's active on clubhouse i knew he was always talking about his tagline go to his website how to make better content in less time raise your hand if that's something you want to do yes yes double hands raised let's get into it why do we need this might be a kind of an obvious question but why is this so important To make better content and not get on that hamster wheel of content creation why is it so important as entrepreneurs we
1: all recognize in 2021 that social media is where conversation is happening Mm -hmm. it's where communication is i mean how many people have a landline phone right that they pick up almost nobody right how often do you actually listen to the radio not as often right because you can cater and listen to the people that you really admire and, and love online these technologies evolve where they're going to be just be more and more part of it. So we all kind of inherently understand that we need to be online. And, and frankly, I think in the next 5 years, if you mm-hmm. don't have an online reputation, you're not going to matter. No. You're just not going to matter. Either. Out of sight, out of mind for sure. Well, exactly, cuz you you're able to stay top of mind and mm-hmm. build no like and trust with your community.
0: But the problem is, to stay online, to stay relevant, to stay noticed and recognized, you got to have something, and that is the form the currency. Content is the currency online. Connection is too but how are people going to know you and your content? Tell us where do we start though? Because if we are wanting to create content, which we all should be doing, there's got to be a better way, right? How do we start? So we're not just frustrated. And that's the problem. So many people give up because they're overwhelmed.
1: It's difficult. It's really hard. And like you mentioned before, it can feel like this hamster wheel where you're just chasing this ever-moving carrot and it's exhausting. And by the end of the day, you haven't actually had the time to work on your business because all you've been doing is DMing and posting and yes. hashtagging and, and all these other things. So the key, Michelle, is learning how to strategically create anchor content. And okay. when I mean anchor content, I mean exactly what we're doing right now. It's learning how to craft and create a show. And that once you're able to create a show, you can Outsource or even personally, although I don't recommend that, but outsource either to your own internal team or to an agency, you can outsource all the social media content, like leverage a strategy and a technique to create the anchor content. And then Mm -hmm. you leverage the people around you and the experts to repurpose and optimize that content for multiple platforms. Right. And then you're just pumping it out day after day after day. Like right now, my team is going to be editing content pumping out content across multiple platforms, testing new things, trying new things, and doing it all yourself by post by post, or just what's on the top of your mind is the losing proposition. You're going to burn out.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. We understand content is a hamster wheel. We understand if we don't figure out a strategy, we're going to, you know, burn out or quit or something or both. Where did we get started? I love the term anchor content. I love how you call it repurposing or optimizing. We were talking before the show and I said, oh, I love optimizing. might even be more strategic. Where does one start? What's the strategy behind it? Where do we start? Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I think first off, you need to be clear on who you're speaking to. Yes. Who, who am I speaking to? And then identify what is the problem that they have, right? What is their goal? What, who do they wanna become? What do they need? And then you're going to look at yourself and your business and say, how do I solve that problem? Mm-hmm. Okay, so know who you're speaking to, what their biggest problem is and how you solve it, right? And then you frame all of your messaging, you know, the name of your show, the name of your content, your bold statement. You frame everything around the customer. They're the most important person in your world. It's not about yes. you. It's not about your brand. Yes. It's not about your show. It's about them and how their journey can be made much easier and much more potent with the help that you provide, right? And so you frame all of your messaging and your show around that, and your show could be anywhere. It could be on Clubhouse. It could be a YouTube show. It could be a live, a LinkedIn live show. That part doesn't really matter, but having that framework in place, it's all about the customer and your ideal target. How do I help solve their problem? And then everything, all the other specifics, like, you know, what color scheme and what branding, that all comes after, but getting really clear on who they are, the problem they have and how you solve it.
0: Yeah. That goes hand in hand, exactly how I work with my clients, you know, for personal brand thought leadership, really any brand. I mean, it's the foundation. Don't build anything without that strong foundation. So I don't want to get too nitty gritty, but after we know that, what's the next step?
1: Right. So what I recommend typically is don't overwhelm yourself. You know, when you look at what I'm doing, you'll notice multiple podcasts, YouTubes, Clubhouse, I'm everywhere all day, (laughs) every day. Don't want to do that, right? I would typically recommend for new clients or people I'm working with, focus on two platforms. Let's focus on two platforms, right? Don't overwhelm yourself and let's get the ball rolling. Let's put good... Practices in place, like making sure that your lighting is proper, that you sound Mm -hmm. good, that you look good. And then let's focus on being consistent. And by consistent, I don't just mean showing up every week, every Monday, for example, but consistently improving the way that you sound, Mm -hmm. the way that you're marketing and, and so on and so forth. And again, just not getting overwhelmed because the majority, when we talk about podcasting, for example, the majority of podcasters don't even make it past seven episodes because they try to bite off too much. They try to bite off more than they can chew. And that's instant disaster, right? So again, pick two platforms, create a show, and then start using that show to create micro pieces of content that you can produce and optimize on these platforms
0: you mentioned clubhouse now club when you say a show you're either talking audio or video to start with like a live oh, stream or a podcast or both like for instance this show the business of you live has a sister coming out <laughs> it's coming soon is the podcast version i have you know some taped episodes already but then i decided right off the bat geez it's a lot of work to do both i can't do both i'd rather show up on the platform of choice tape this, meet this, and then that's what I'm doing, taking the audio version. So I'd love to, for all those new live streamers out there, I know LinkedIn's growing fast on live streaming as a platform, let's break down if we're having a live stream show. Where do I go? Tell me exactly as much as you can today. How do I take it? What were some of the steps I need to take this stream right here to social media?
1: Sure. So just like we're doing now, you frame your live stream around, not just the people that are watching it live, and engaging yes. with people live, but about the end user, right? So like, for example, in our show here today, you framed out the intro, boom, that's your intro, right? Mm-hmm. And then we maybe cut out, maybe you cut out a few things in the beginning where you're giving shout outs, say, hey, John Smith and here, Jane, you know, what's up, how you doing? You know, we can cut that stuff out, you know, pretty easily, right? Or maybe mm-hmm. you frame it so that after every three questions, you're gonna engage with the audience or, or give shout outs, right? So what that does, Michelle, is it makes it much easier for you to go in on the back end and edit out the stuff that's not relevant to that end user, the person that's watching. Mm-hmm. In my experience, most of the people that are viewing and consuming your content are gonna be secondhand. They're mm-hmm. not typically watching it live or they'll stop in live for two minutes and then they have to jet mm-hmm. out because they get a phone call. Framing it in that way is important. And also I think when you're framing your questions, you wanna keep your questions quick and concise so that you're able to take those questions and chop out 60 seconds. So. Generally, when I think about repurposing, I'm repurposing with the context of how can I create value for the the viewer, the listener within the context of a 60 second clip.
0: Hmm, That's smart. I also, once someone told me, don't talk so fast when you ask your questions or leave a little pause for the editing, you know, not annoyingly, but I don't know if that's something you recommend too. What you're telling us is to think of your show, your live stream, for instance, in the context of my podcast or the one minute clip don't talk fast, ask very succinct questions. And that's kind of what I have here. And just so you guys know, I give all my guests and Mark knows this, I call it a guided conversation. So we know what I'm gonna ask, but certainly in no way, shape or form do I want this to sound scripted. So I'm imagining that's the format you're recommending for a podcast to make it just conversational because when you're so scripted to me, it just sounds kind of forced. What are your thoughts on your show topic and tone, Mark? Yeah, I agree. You don't want to just like, when
1: I'm tuning in to the business of you, I don't just Mm -hmm. want to hear the same questions every episode.
0: Yes. It sounds
1: mechanical. It sounds forced. I think that it is important though, that let's say the theme of the show is repurposing content. We keep it Mm -hmm. tight. We stay on topic, right? Because when I hit, you know what? I want to listen to this. I want to learn how to repurpose my content more thoughtfully. The whole Mm -hmm. episode is relevant to me, you know, because Mm -hmm. if I start out talking about repurposing LinkedIn live content and then Mm -hmm. 15 minutes into it, you're talking about how to do TikTok hashtags. There's a disconnect there. So you just wanna make sure that there's an overarching theme that's consistent throughout the length of your show.
0: Okay, that's a great tip. Keep your show topic very good. So we're doing this here all about content. You told us why. We're gonna take the live stream Like, this is what I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. And you tell me if this follows your thing. After the show, I am going to download the audio and video. And then I'm going to put it in something I'm sure you're aware. I think you use it, Descript, right? Make it transcribed automatically. And then what I've done is I started three days ago putting on my old lives, um, past lives, on YouTube for the video. Am I doing it right so far? Is anything else to keep going? What do you suggest? Yeah,
1: I mean, that's a great way to do it. And kind of like you mentioned earlier, you know what? I just don't have the bandwidth to do all of this and a podcast at the same time, but you've still got that anchor content. So when you're ready, when you have the anchor content, when you have the systems, when you have the budget or the people in place, well, then you've already got the content. So you know, leverage that for all that content moving forward. There is one thing I think it's important Michelle, when it comes to repurposing (laughs) content, and that's the first three to five seconds of your video, okay? Okay. And when it comes to repurposing content, specifically for YouTube, what I like to do is go into the episode itself and take maybe like a 10-second, like really high-valued clip that's Mm -hmm. maybe keyword-rich as well, And then shift that to the very beginning of the episode. Okay. As soon as I click the button, it's not like, Hey everyone, this is Michelle. I have Mark on the show. I don't care. What is the problem that you're going to solve for me? And you front load that to the very beginning of the the content. That's a tactic specifically for YouTube, but it does apply and hold up elsewhere as well.
0: Oh, yeah. You see a lot or listen to a lot of podcasts that do that. I try to do that too. Like when I do my one minute videos, like, do you have this problem? You know, because people are going to listen. Their their ears and eyes perk up for a problem that they're having. So good point there. Good, good point. Really for any content. Um, I'm going to put that on YouTube, the video portion. I'm going to use the audio for a podcast. And then you can use the transcription to do what? I'm sure you highly recommend show notes, right? Show notes are huge for SEO and all that good stuff. Take us now from the video, audio, to the written context or text content. What do you suggest?
1: Yeah, well, there's a lot of things you can do with that written text. I think in general, show notes are maybe overrated. Um, Mm. They do certainly impact your SEO on your website, your search engine optimization on your website. I think personally that, I just don't think a lot of people are actually reading show notes, like reading a huge transcript. One of the things that I noticed that Pat Flynn does, though, as well, shout out to Pat, is that, he'll kind of like summarize like a few key points in the show notes for his blog and then he'll include the entire transcript underneath that so that's something you can do
0: that's that's a good idea
1: yep the other thing that you can do with that transcript is that you can create subtitles with it which in my opinion are very important especially if you're repurposing content for linkedin right because the reality is a lot of people when they're scrolling through linkedin you know they're in the bathroom or they're trying to do it sneakily, but so their boss can't see or whatever. Yeah. Right. When they're scrolling down their feed, they're going to have it muted. And so okay. you really want to have subtitles there so that they can actually read and know what the heck
0: you're talking about. Yeah. Make it super easy to consume your content, take out all the friction. Yeah. Right. Very good. So you could take that. I like the idea of having show notes, but you're right. No, one's going to read transcript, make it easy, but just get the three takeaways. And that's why, when I asked you your three top takeaways on the subject in a few minutes, That's easy for me to lift for my future posts, for an article, for a blog, all that good stuff. So I love that idea. With today's technology, you should have a transcript. I mean, even though they're not gonna read it, at least have it and then optimize it, love that. Now let's bring us down into the shorter form content. Tell me how your thoughts on the one minute video clips. In fact, that's your thing for video clips. I learned more than that one bit of minute that you put on LinkedIn and everything. And then I always go back and listen to more. So you've hooked me. What are your best tips on how to do something like that for the rest of us?
1: I mean, something I've been really excited about recently and I'm seeing a lot of traction on is short form vertical video, which performs really well on TikTok, Instagram reels. They do well on LinkedIn too. And also on YouTube shorts, right? So, Short form vertical content, I think is great. One of the things that I'm really enjoying is once a week, you can batch this as well. I will create like a list, like a top 10 list or a versus list, like all around a single topic. And I'll just do a solo recording in my room, Mm -hmm. just like this, right in front of my webcam or maybe in front of my DSLR camera, something like that. And I frame it in a way that it's various bolted points. So Mm -hmm. one 15 minute video which can be used for YouTube or can be used for my podcast in its long form can also mm-hmm. be trimmed down to five or six short form vertical videos. Mm. Okay. So what I try to teach is sit down once a month for an hour and just record hitting different bullet points and the tips that you can give to help people improve. Okay. So for example, one of my videos might be the secrets of LinkedIn live video. Okay. Mm-hmm. And throughout that I have different bullet points like use the right mic, use the right hardware, use the right software. This is how you multi-stream. Make sure that you have the transcriptions. Make sure you use the right hashtags. And while the entire episode is going to be really relevant and valuable in the long form, Mm -hmm. it's also going to make for great micro content because now I can watch a 30-second video and you're going to explain to me what multi-streaming it is and how I can do that right? Oh, that's
0: really good. I want to get a clip from you. If you can share with me later, I'm going to put this in the comments. I'd love to see how you do that. The long and the short, how you structure like number one. I mean, do you say like, number one, do this? Or how do you present it so you can edit it later?
1: You certainly can. One of the tips you had brought up earlier is whenever you make a mistake or whenever you finish a point, just be silent. Okay.
0: That little gap. Okay. And, And that's going to
1: make it much easier for you when you go in on the back end to delete or repurpose or create a second video, right? Because if you're just going okay. bah, 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 it makes it really hard to go in and navigate like where a point begins and ends mm-hmm. or when you made a mistake. But if you make a mistake, just take a step back, take a sip of water and then get back into it. And okay. that's, I found a really quick way to make editing easy. Cause I gotta be honest, I don't know anybody that really loves to edit. No. It's not the funnest.
0: No, the necessary evil. That's a good point because people like me who talk fast, I have to train myself to do that. So love that idea. And then, so you do a lot of audiograms too from your shows, isn't that right? No, oh, I,
1: I try to avoid audiograms just okay. because, you know, anecdotally, I I don't think I've ever consumed an audiogram. Interesting, and okay. The, the magic of social media is video. It's social, it's people, it's persons, you know? And so I feel personally that, sitting down, when I sit down, I want to see someone's face. I want to see a smile. This is another pro tip at the beginning and ending of mm-hmm. one of your micro clips that we're talking about, make sure you start smiling, make sure that you end your point smiling. People just like to see a smiling mm. face at the beginning and the end of a video.
0: Good point. Good point. Okay. I love these. You're dropping so many tips, which I knew you would. So before we get in the top three, any other common mistakes that people are making when they're not repurposing their content? What are some of the things you're seeing? Well,
1: I think like you said earlier, taking on too much too fast. If you see what I'm doing, you're like, yeah, I want to do that. I want to be on seven different platforms three times a day. That's what I want to do. It'll be overwhelming. The other thing I think people make a mistake on is expecting too many results too fast, right? You know, you're posting and you're just not growing by tens of thousands of viewers like that guy on Facebook said he could do for you, you know? So I think that you need to, think about social media content and brand building as a long game and yes. recognize that you're staying top of mind, which is really important, especially for in- industries like real estate, insurance agents, you know, yes. anything service based. There's so much competition out there, you, you need to stay top of mind. So th- those are a couple of big mistakes. Another big mistake, Michelle, I think that mm-hmm. people make is they don't engage with people when they actually leave a comment.
0: Oh, if yeah, someone, big one.
1: Yeah, if someone takes the time out of their day, their valuable time watch a video or watch a clip of you and you don't even have 10 seconds to leave a quick remark, you're missing the broader point. And you know what? I want to give a challenge to everyone. DM me here on Mm -hmm. LinkedIn. DM Mark Savant on LinkedIn and just say Michelle. I want you to send keyword Michelle and I promise I will engage and I'm going to show you some unique ways that you can engage in the DMs here on LinkedIn.
0: Oh, great. I might do it too, Mark. I want to see (laughs) i want to see how you're doing it that's so that's the thing i make sure and i apologize because if i ever forget to comment on someone i serve because linkedin doesn't always remind you i make it a habit to keep going back but you're so right people appreciate it it shows that you care because that's the whole point being social and on social media so great tips for mistakes and how to fix them so here's a part of the show that i love because it condenses everything you're here for and just has the three takeaways so Mark, what are your top three tips for content repurposing or optimizing?
1: So my first tip for optimizing and repurposing content is to craft all of your content around the viewer. The show is not about you, it's about yes. the person that's viewing it and how you solve their problem, right? The, the second key takeaway would be put systems and strategies in place that help you repurpose more quickly on the back end because time is very valuable. Yes. And third, I would say just focus on being a little bit better with each episode because your first few anchor pieces of content, your first few clips, they're just not going to be very good. It it takes time to build the skills and you can either spend the time to get there, or you can spend money to get there faster by hiring a coach or an agency or something like that that does done with you or done for you services.
0: Exactly. And the number one takeaway, even before that, for the people who are maybe on the fence, you know what my tagline is, put yourself out there. It doesn't have to be perfect and you don't need permission. You just got to start because- This is my sixth episode, and I have learned so much from June 2nd on my first one. So I have to say, I agree with you. Just get out there and learn as you go. And people will give you that feedback, you know, and that's the validation you need and you got to look for. So thank you for that, Mark. Now, part of the show that I have found tremendously helpful, the nuggets people are giving me should be published in a coffee table book one day. So I know you're going to have a good one. Mark, what is your favorite personal or professional mantra that you believe in and you wanna share with us to inspire us to get ourselves out there or to build our personal brands?
1: I would say that probably the key mantra that I subscribe to is just be better than yesterday. You don't need to be way better than yesterday. You just need to be a little bit better than yesterday. And I think Bill Gates said this, people overestimate what they can accomplish in one year, but they underestimate what you can accomplish in 10 years. If you focus on being a little bit better than yesterday, it may seem like you're not going fast enough after one year because you've had this really high expectation. But if you keep going you keep improving, you keep trying new things, keep connecting with the right people like Michelle, the sky is the limit long-term. Yes.
0: Just gotta keep yes moving. Yeah, so my new personal mantra, other than live in the moment, which you see back there, is put yourself out there because I see so many amazing people. And it's the whole point of this show to help you put yourself out there and continuation with Mark and be better than yesterday. So perfect. One day, I think I'm going to make a coffee table book. And these are just so good. Thank you for that, Mark. It's so appreciated. Now, we have talked a lot about you, all the good stuff you do. Where can we check you out? Learn more. Tell us about your podcasts. I want to give you a shout out to all the good places to go learn more and get your resources.
1: Yeah. Thanks. You can find me at Mark Savant Media all across the web. That's the name of my digital media agency. And I'm just committed to helping you create better content in less time so you can focus on what you love. And I do that through the various clubhouse rooms that I run, through YouTube videos, through LinkedIn content, and uh, my podcast, which is called the After Hours Entrepreneur, where we just break down these best habits of experts and how you can create better content in less time so you can focus on what you love.
0: Yeah, you've got to check out that podcast because I'm a very regular listener. I learned so much. And the people you put on there, we mentioned some of the greats, but it's all different levels and all the subject matter experts you can imagine. So thank you for that. So I just wanted to tell everyone, thank you for your time today. I know your time is valuable. That's why this show keeps 30 minutes or less to bring you the stories and strategies from experts to help you build your professional, personal brand. So Next week, we are gonna have a special guest, someone who has been putting herself out there for the last year on LinkedIn and has seen tremendous success. She is like me and she posted every day for a year. So I cannot wait for you guys to meet her and she's gonna share her stories, her tips and how you can do it too. So in the meantime, continue to put yourself out there. You don't need to make it perfect and you don't need permission. Just build it and do it. So until next week, I'm your host, Michelle Griffin. Thank you. And we'll catch you next time. Take care. Mark, thank you again. Thanks so much for tuning in today. You know, we definitely need more impactful entrepreneurs like you out there. So if you'd like to learn more about how I can help you build your personal brand to grow your business, please check out your brand, And until next time, you have a brand to build, a message to share, and people to impact. Now go put yourself out there and watch the business of you grow.